about to be a completely unreliable asshole. Ready or not, Tim, here I come. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah? You said the thing. Yes, I said the thing. I'm, well, you know, I'm hiding from doing this episode. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. The movie we're talking about today, I kept accidentally typing in hide and seek to look it up, but that's something else. (laughs) Because, well, not because. Therefore. Yes, therefore. (laughs) Therefore, thank you, Tim. Hitherto. Today. Vis-a-vis. Today. Hello, everyone. Therefore, today, everyone, we're on episode 55 of Dismembering Horror. Mmm. I know, nice number. Yeah, and this feels much better than 53 did. Yeah. Ugh. A good chunky 55. Yeah. Dismembering Horror, the podcast show, where myself, Ryan McDuffie, and myself, Tim Aslan, we dismember a horror film every week. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday, in fact. Yeah. yeah. And we hope you enjoy, enjoy, we hope you enjoy us. I've said that. Conjoin before. us. Come join us. Conjoin no, conjoin us. us. Conjoin us. Sisters style. Yeah, where we talk about what worked, what did not work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy about a horror film that we, well, we hope is going to be good when we set out to watch it. We hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else do we do here? Uh. <laughs> get a little too warm in this very small room <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> it's summer here in los angeles i'm so worried because it's about I, like this whole summer i've been waiting for that week that is just it just keeps almost awful. getting there this has been yeah, like we haven't quite had it this has been like it's supposed to be like a sort of mid early 90s week or high 80s week, you know where uh-huh. it's just like oh it's hot oh no but it's been worse yeah and it could get worse um a couple of years ago i was out sh- helping shoot a uh, music video like in th- like the 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 ranch where they film westworld mm-hmm. and it the reason we could get it, it's the Disney ranch. The reason we could get it for fairly cheap is because like six months earlier, it had completely burned from wildfire. Whoa. And that's what the director wanted for this shoot is that kind of like burnt out look. <laughs> they should be charging more then. I know, right? <laughs> and d- I, <laughs> don't shoot things in California in August. Like, don't do it. It's going to be, especially outside. Yeah. It was 118 what out in the valley direction yeah yeah it was up in santa clarita it was so hot that the soap in the soap dispenser in the porta potties was literally like scalding somebody (laughs) somebody squirted it onto their hands and had to go to the medic for burn treatment (laughs) what just for trying to and then we had to put like a note on it being like don't use this it's too hot jesus it was so insane anyway well i'm hoping we don't get to that yeah again hollywood slightly cooler slightly um oh something we else we do on the show tim that's important is we circle back make corrections to uh, 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 amend anything said in previous episodes not a huge one what did i say <laughs> what did, no this one's me this time <laughs> immediately 
<laughs> no, and it was super brief because remember we I, I mentioned uh, Bill and Ted, Bo- Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was yeah. my recommendation, and we were getting excited about the new one. And you asked if it's the same like writer director mm-hmm. like behind it creative pair. I said yeah, I think it is the same two people, same creative pair. Well. Okay, for the record, to correct it, it's actually been a different director every time, but oh. it's the same writing creative pair who, like, they oh, are always, it, yeah. but very involved writers, Ed Solomon and Chris, Chris Matheson. Um, but the the director of the new one, we, you know, can hold out a little hope because he did direct Galaxy Quest, which is a great Ooh. movie. Yeah, it is. So, fingers crossed. Do you, did it, uh, do you know when it's supposed to come out? That, or have they even said that? Yeah, they have just released a yeah set a release date. I think it's God. I want to say like September twenty twenty, like summer twenty twenty. Cool. Yeah, that'll be so. fun. Great. Oh, and another dismembering horror related news and related to the movie we're talking about. Maybe this was better for things of note. But uh, there's a sequel announced to the film that was our very first episode, The Babysitter. I saw that. Yeah. So. I think we'll uh, have to do that one. <laughs> uh, definitely. What if that one is like times out to be like episode 100? I know. I'm hoping we can do it for 101. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> you mean the the babysitter starring not Margot Robbie? Listen, <laughs> let's not uh, let's not beat a dead horse here. <laughs> I literally still think it was her. <laughs> but alas, it was Mara elab- Weaving we saw in this fe- yeah. week's film. You can, now... you can elaborate if you want. Um, well, on our little exchange. <laughs> let's save. Let's save that. For, I want to okay. get into it. Let's. let's if All we right. remember, have time. Save that for the things of note. Something for you to look forward to. There you go. Um, yeah, Samara Weaving is who we saw in this week's film. Who you saw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's watch the trailer. Okay. Cool. We watch Ready or Not. I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the Lodomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion. We prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? I mean, stay hidden until dawn. (laughs) No, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? I know you're in here. Oh, Jesus. You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? <laughs> Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get I kind of like the trailer way, way, way better than the movie. <laughs> I mean, the trailer pretty much shows all of the fun stuff. Yeah, but just in, a, I think, a way that uh, I, it was more fun, maybe because it was way shorter. <laughs> to to start fair. to give away how I felt about it. That's fair, yeah. Okay, okay. Next we do our summary. No, no. our rating. Yeah. Which is, well, it was a perfect transition for what I was just saying. <laughs> Tim, I think this is the most stream-it film 
have seen on our show <laughs> the most yeah i it, it's like you see the poster for it and yeah. you're like okay well you know i don't really care how good or bad it is i want to see that let me ask you a question if you saw the trailer for the babysitter would you want to would you consider going to the theater to see it if it had been in the theater yeah i'd say like on par with this movie yeah that's kind of how i feel about it too it's like remember i had said like i had passed up watching the babysitter like constantly i was like i knew it existed on netflix and i thought about watching and then i saw that it was directed by mcg and i was like mm. yeah this but then we watch and we're like ooh, honestly though surprised but it feels like in the same lane this one was would be i put a little far ahead as far as my initial interest in seeing it just because sure. of like the story that you know is in there of yeah. the the horror versus the one percent mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or from <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. That That's where I'm at with it. It's like a solid stream. It's like, great. I got it. She's in the wedding dress running around in this house covered with blood. Mm -hmm. People are screaming at each other. There's some gore. There's some like a little story that we get from it. But I mean, it wasn't. I just don't think it was good. I, I think there's a lot, lot, lot holding it back that just mm -hmm. sort of, and I think why I'm excited to talk about it and was why I said I was excited to talk about this one is because it's, it really is like a contemporary, I don't know. It's yeah. Interesting to break down as a contemporary bad film yeah. where I think it's extremely <laughs> sure. like it can be harder to parse what's working and not or just sort of there's there's mm -hmm. newfound kind of like not tricks but like traps that yeah. that kind of you know we can fall into as filmmakers yep. nowadays where okay we see this thing is good and then we do it but not right rep so yeah. and that, that's always new and that's what that's something that you know we're trying to do on our show here too is stay on top of what all that is Definitely. so we can benefit um i want to say it's a rent for me because of like certain sort of production quality and like i think everybody in it is good but man it's not good yeah so i'm gonna have to agree with you it's a stream unfortunately for it i wanted it to be so much better than it was yeah. i really was holding out hope for this one I mean, I Not actually, have but... a lot of thoughts as to why. Cool, but yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 try to keep going. Then our summary, <laughs> pretty straightforward. <laughs> Although, I think there's like a key element that the 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 that the family is has signed a deal with Satan is muddied through most of the movie until the third act in yeah. my mind that is the story That's, happening but right and and i think that would have helped it if that had been more clear or like just depicted differently it may have helped it but the basic story is that a fostered you know girl who's now an adult has been engaged to a very like insanely wealthy heir to the to like a milton bradley style family you know made games and 
she's essentially meeting the family for the first time because her fiance has issues with them, unknown issues. <laughs> so they get married at the house. And as a part of their tradition, she has to draw a card from a box and play whatever game the card says. An old box. Right. An old box that was given to them by another old dude, not in the family, that was a former game partner, sort of helped their family get and their fame. We learned it was success. like they made some pact with the devil for their fortune. And in exchange, they have to do this every time someone enters the family. And for the most part, someone picks something benign like chess. Right. But every <clears throat> once in a while, actually, you like in the cold open from 30 years ago, you when you pick hide and seek, it's actually a death hide and seek. Mm -hmm. And if, if they can, as the trailer said, if you can live till dawn, you... The idea, what they've been told, is if anybody lives till dawn, that the family will die. Yeah. And, but what starts as, like, the the rich person's presumption of trying to make turn it into a sport at first, mm -hmm. like, have fun with it, then turns into them scrambling just to try to get her because things go awry, yeah. I guess. She's a little better at, at getting away than they suspected i'd say a little luckier <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately as much as i wanted this to be Ugh, she's kicking ass right she kind of just yeah didn't yeah <laughs> okay like twice right all right so that was the summary That's it. can we go into what worked what was her name the character's name grace oh yeah grace and the, her husband's name is alex alex right those are the only ones that are really important, I think. Right. Well, everyone else will be about in relation to Grace and Alex. Right. So we'll have Alex's dad, Alex's mom. <laughs> Alex's uh, brother. Alex's uh, aunt. aunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do it. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. <laughs> what worked? You know, there there are so many on the surface things that I like about the yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, you mentioned the casting already. Yeah, everybody was cool. Yeah. Like, good performance, like, grounded, felt like a place, felt like the setting, the look, like, all those things felt cool to me well, i was like into it good casting as character to help tell the story like yeah. it's fun casting as the family of the evil one percent um like yeah yeah i mean just it, it hits it's just a particular tone that comes from the casting where it's like yeah you have the evil aunt sitting there just <clears throat> staring daggers at her in this over the top mm -hmm. way yeah. i got so excited when andy mcdowell popped up yeah like oh my god i haven't you know i don't see her in anything but forever love her kind of thing yep um so yeah i mean and she was great in it whoever played the dad <laughs> like i know that i was like it took me a second to figure out who he was but he's kittrich is the character's name in the first mission impossible he's like oh right right that guy yeah ethan hunt right yeah and then of course our star samara weaving as grace like god went all out carried it, it was fun to Dude. watch do anything she, yeah. I mean, remember we, we liked her in The Babysitter, but f I remember feeling like weird initially, but then realizing she was doing 
the thing that was necessary for that movie. Mm-hmm. This this movie, seeing her now, I was like, fuck, dude, she is really talented. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no holding back, just fucking chewing it up. And I mean, she was, I think, largely why I kept... You know, I was tricking myself into thinking maybe this was a better movie. Uh, a thousand percent <laughs> for me, too. Yeah, I was just, like, compelled by her. But, yeah, dot, dot, dot. Um, aside from, yeah, the the casting, just more sort of more generalities. Generalities, the, the, like, the look of it. It was mm-hmm. that cool balance of being dark and lit, yeah. gritty and slick, you know? <laughs> Felt like it was on film, even though I... Don't I doubt probably it was. yeah that the that Alexa was just sort of what they um, did yeah yeah the the black orange aesthetic in the house mm-hmm. like was working for me totally good shadows I love a I love a secret passageway yep um, yeah oh so setting yeah the yeah. house had that perfect like clue esque yeah. personality the grounds um, mm-hmm. felt kind of anywhere rich america you know yeah they did a i think they did a cool thing too of not getting kind of bored with one location within a relatively confined yeah because either it'd be like the um the panic room type thing where sort of the different rooms take on character Mm -hmm. and you can do that well or it's like no let's sort of then where this is the the centerpiece of the scene, this room, then this right. is, then this is. And yeah, it did it did flow in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting out on the grounds, getting out in the forest, getting into the barn, like those all kind of played well. Yeah. Um, what else? As far as more generalities? Yeah. Like for me, there was just, there's kind of just enough, what I, what I call it, fun idea moments of, yeah. of, okay, this is taking it to an extent that feels like, great, unique to the film. Like, like the gag in the trailer that I didn't know that I liked of, um, worked for me of the, the brother-in-law having to like look up on YouTube right, how yeah. to shoot a crossbow. <laughs> just like, oh you know, yeah, that yeah. was what he'd do. It's and funny. Just, yeah, it was kind of chuckle-worthy. Um, some moments like that. The... To be so to get into a little more of a specific, the diehard aspect of this, where you're watching somebody kind of progressively get beat up and like have to still deal with like their situation in spite of oh yeah, like getting stabbed or shot in the hand or yeah, uh, that's always fun. I love all that stuff. Like I love that kind of construct and. The moment of her getting her in the barn, getting her hand shot and a hole in it, <laughs> and then having to essentially use that to pull herself up because the, like it, she grabs the the rim of the pit that mm-hmm. she, the goat pit that she is falls into when she's climbing out and putting her the hole over the nail that's at the rim of it <laughs> is great. Kind of, but I, on its face value, is is fucking great, and it, it like I was like yeah Fuck, yeah. Well, kind of connected to that is um, I thought it was a good balance of progress and setbacks, where it was just that's yeah, right yeah. The sort of reversal thing is is done fairly well. Yeah, throughout. she figures that she happens this this thing goes well for her, mm-hmm. uh, but no, then this happens. Yep. Um. The um the general 
story setup, I really like. Mm-hmm. Like, just as a premise, this idea, let's for a moment take the Satan worshiping aspect out of it. Um, the idea of rich people having a game that is so sort of like blind to humanity it's what is like why i want to watch the hostile movies again it's just like just for that story and why i really wanted to see the hunt which hopefully we'll get to see someday soon which one's the that's the other one that was being advertised kind of with this where it's about it's more like the most dangerous game thing of like rich people it's actually it's supposed to be i think like rich liberals hunting like, oh right the one that, that they pulled because yeah that's why we yeah, hope yeah, yeah, yeah. to see it that's right um yeah that that general sort of premise is i think just fun to explore because effectively what it does is it, it's cathartic for us to watch you know a character go through the shit to, to fight against that thing Mm -hmm. and the absurdity of that thing. It makes us, we, I think we by and large can all relate to, to being like, we're so, we're so fucked by the, the, like the, the rich and powerful all the time. And to see somebody in the, like in the absurd face of that overcome it is exciting. It feels good. Okay. Wait, I want to go on that tangent, but first, but first, really quick, one last sort of generality. It was, I uh, thought, good screenwriting uh, term, you know, like fun and games. A mm. few moments of that. Like she's hiding in the kitchen and hiding around the middle island, trying not to be heard. You mentioned that when she falls down into the pit in the barn and yeah. is trying to get out. A few good little set pieces like that that you wanted from this movie mm-hmm. um, general. But yeah, so now a story about a not rich person <laughs> right and uh getting in an entanglement with the crazed one person so yeah this is you know have you seen I mean, that the, the most dangerous game is is a perfect example this this trope has been around for quite a long time and so you have um and i thought this did a pretty good level of like oh cool they're actually like putting making that something consistent throughout like it's not mm-hmm. just any car that drives up and then she yells for help and then drives away it's a, it's a sports car it's That's a rich right. person's car yeah and he says get out of the way or something like <laughs> yeah. that which is like trash. Like, yeah, of course that's what he says. Um, the sister, the one sister being like on drugs, coked up. <laughs> yeah, and totally like hopeless. Right. It's good to show that if we have, you know, the generality of the rich people looking down on yeah. the dope fiends, the heroin addicts, you know, the I mean, even opioid addicts. Her husband who has to look shit up on YouTube, it's like, yeah, of course that guy doesn't know how to use even, I mean, a crossbow just on face value is fairly simple mechanics right, right? And, and, like and talking pull the about thing back pull the trigger you're right. good him talking about to having to fly coach you know? <laughs> yeah like that um and then maybe just as a, a context point too because this is more on the thematic end of things that i liked was um it's like a statistic of reading some article about empathy but they can track the more money you have the lower empathy you have jesus that's uh, depressing you know, as a generality sure on the on the bell curve it's it's trackable yep um 
which what got so cool, you know, when uh, uh, that to see that idea play out in certain ways in this. Like I loved this was the part you you went up. You didn't catch this part, but one of my favorite parts was when they first entered the game room. Mm-hmm. I knew I was, I was like, where do like I had to go to the bathroom, and I was like, where I gotta go before she pulls the car. Yeah, you, so I was like, I know it's about to happen, so I gotta go now. But so it's sort of. Um, it was great because it was like entering the game room, which felt like, you know, the sort of uh, almost like the get out type room, but specifically where they were crazed hunters. So you had sort of these like insert beauty shots of of how they see it. It was like, ah, oh, there's the honorable, um, you know, the, their their sister who like honorably shot a tiger and mm. stuff. Oh, you know, nice. Shot so sort of that trophy, trophy hunting bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Which reminded me of like, who is it? Like the Jimmy John's founder, someone you see like one yeah. of those guys, he does like pictures of himself with dead tigers yeah. and I mean, rhinos. Even and, the... There was that dentist that got lit up on Twitter for that kind of stuff. Yeah. There, I mean, even the the uh, Trump's two sons have have had pictures of that. Right, people so get that, pretty upset. What I just said that I get more money equals lower empathy. That doesn't disclude yeah. animals. Oh, de- yeah, <laughs> you know, and and it was cool to see that. And it's like a way to hold on to the idea, like as hard as they're trying, that there's some sort of nobility in murder mm-hmm. or, or who they are or just being rich in essence but then to see that continue as far as then by the end the dad showing his true colors and like calling her a sacrificial goat or Mm -hmm. like no you know that kind of thing and on the flip side the aunt is sort of the extreme like how you get pushed to be the extreme version of that by having some like a time in her life when she actually was getting out of the coldness of the lack of empathy and falling in love with somebody and having that taken away sort of seals her fate to just be like all in. Yep. Right. It doesn't make her go, fuck this. I'm out. She, she goes, that is who we are. I'm going to take it to the furthest sort of level in yeah. how, I, how I look at all of this stuff. Because it's the only way she could justify her exactly. person. She loved being murdered yeah. is to fully accept this way of, yeah. Life. I mean, all those those things are all really good constructs. It's it's good setup. Mm-hmm. And even uh, yeah, also just why I like when they first enter that that room is you get the details of it's like that early 1900s Americana Houdini vibe with mm. the posters yep. and the kind of vintage devil look. Very and cool. And I love that the idea too, and the the game board itself or the box itself. Mm-hmm. Of just this, you know, hearkening back to that time when sort of objects felt like they held power more. Puzzles. Yeah. And when whatever that, even just aesthetically, that sort of pastel look of those old posters a lot of the time. I really like that. Um, Let's see. That might be it. (laughs) Well, I I can say I actually... (laughs) No, that's not it. One thing that did kind of keep me going was I liked that they did at least plant the question. Then, like, throughout the movie, you're wondering... As soon as they start saying, uh, oh, well, we have to do it because if not, we're going to get killed ourselves. You kind of perk up and go, what? Oh, how is that going to happen? Why do they think that? Right. And then at least, rather than being... I mean, <laughs> it was just, it was a, a little. It was at least kept me from like wanting to just be like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and again, the other, other aspects like the, the yeah. lead, she was great, but as just story wise, I'm like, okay, at least I have that to look forward to. Yes, yeah, 
I'm trying not to criticize that. <laughs> well, why don't we just go ahead and do it? Let's switch well, to... Well, let's think. Hang on. There's got to be something else we liked. <laughs> Maybe. Uh... <sighs> Maybe not. Shit. Okay. Let's do it. What did not work? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> I don't think I had seen a horror movie in, in so long and it was a bummer that it was a modern one which is usually better at this even the bad modern horror movies they're they usually are good about the thing where we aren't yelling at them to like just do why didn't she sure. just do this i think there are three instances where i just got so frustrated where it was like mm. maybe i missed something but there was the first one where when the the husbands unlocks the doors right She's right next to the door to go outside. We see it gets unlocked. She hits the dude in the face, gets her moment of escape, right. and runs back into the house rather than out the door. Yeah, why did she run back into the house there? Yeah, I remember thinking at least twice, if not three times, she's out. Yeah. Like, she's gone. Right. I mean, the, actually, one of them. One of them makes sense. It was the car one. Once she got in the car, I was like, "Well, this is fucking done." And then they, they shut the car down, which I thought was a that 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 was an okay scene. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, that was the other section where they're doing that was her whole outside yeah. escape. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, when she's in the fence, they can track the fence. But as soon as she was out of that fence and then into the real forest. It was like, oh my just God, run, yeah. just go. Yeah, why are you hiding behind a tree? Get yeah. the fuck out exactly. of there. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you're in a forest. And then, just go, just run until yes. you get somewhere else. Right. Just They won't find you. Yeah, that kind of conceit of the, of like, we can't, like, y you fucked up as a writer. Give if her, you put yeah. her in a place where she literally, all she has to do is run away you shouldn't have put her in that place in the first place. Yeah. Or you give her a problem that forces her or, or prevents her from just running away. It's like, like familiar, but give them like the, the, the Doberman pinchers that like, yeah, that they would have fit perfect in this film. I, you I know? know they, yeah. I was surprised that it wasn't in there. Actually. The, the thing that usually keeps a character from just bailing out, when they have the chance is somebody else, you know, that, mm -hmm. that meaning somebody that they care about, they go, fuck, I, I, I don't want to go back, but I like my, my better sort of, I mean, I was glad whatever. she didn't try to go back to save the tied up husband. I was worried right, that was going to happen. Right. That's typically what you would see some version of but that. But you could that make is it justifiable. so kind of like what did happen, but just do it better where, Either someone she kind of trusts, like the brother or the the husband, like they lure her out somehow, or or like the plots even further, where the police find her and they're in on it, you know, like something, sure, I don't that'd know, be whatever. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, just, that's been done a lot, but who, fuck it, like, like she's she's written to be this character who's supposed to be like, and it's weird because what they arrived at was a sort of more modern stereotype Friday the Thirteenth level, like smart girl you know kind mm -hmm. of thing where it didn't feel like an actual smart person it was <laughs> like her performance helped tricked us into kind of maybe thinking it was but i did not I'm, think yeah i mean i'm really 
she's amazing. So let's get it get that out of the way. The the actress is amazing and did this role like made she made the movie watchable. Samara Weaving. So take that for what it's worth. She is not the right person for this role in regards to the script. Well, if like, the script has that line of she's the kind of attractive of someone you meet at the end of a the closing time at a bar. Yeah, like, dude, I, like I thought, you didn't no, get that at not. all. Yeah. Be- why? Because she's got a tattoo on her finger and on her wrist, like that, like the tiniest little tattoos. Like, oh, now, like that's that's it. That's all we get to sing- signify that she's somehow trashy. <laughs> like, get the fuck at her. Like. Th- <laughs> Putting her in converse doesn't mean she's fucking trashy. That means she's fucking hip. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Well, no, I think, but she was trying, she was written, I think, to be a hip whatever she's supposed to be. Here's the thing. You want to make this movie fucking land in 2019? She should not be white. Mm-hmm. And the, the arrogant presumption of the white upper class saying things like that like oh it's like the subtext of them saying oh she's trashy or oh she's this or she's not smart or she's that is just the racist overtone of she's not white yeah and that makes them that makes them evil in the right way i think that's actually to me i was like this was written to have it be a a person of color maybe they're trying to avoid the get out comparison that could be, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Who, who Which knows? Is there who, already. Sh- sure. Who knows the? But I don't know. I would. I just like. Yes. I make her like <laughs> making her the the like prom queen, white blonde blue eyed like insanely attractive version. I think just is the it, it just it undercuts know. to me the yeah. the the broader thematic things and it and it just. It weakens the though, though, foundation of this stuff. I, I agree with you, but I don't think that was at the core of its issues for me because the, you you see them also kind of trying to balance. They were also like she also at times felt like she was the perfect casting of kind of how they were writing her. Oh, she's you know trashy da 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 elements. No, she actually felt more like she was written at a certain point or adjusted or or just as much as like the kind of quippy smart kind of like fun mm. you know like girl next door kind of vibe you know what maybe it is and then is 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 that mm-hmm. we're missing the context of her not in the wedding dress yeah maybe that's that would have helped push this idea along like well it was it was for me it's like this the issues were more on the level of like kind of what the dialogue is emblematic of where you can hear it's not ringing true the dialogue but it can just convince you it is because it sounds kind of like hip familiar fun someone we're susceptible to liking um it's like smart but not actually smart you know it feels like it's Okay, they've met people who they're sort of writing it after, but you can feel the disconnect where it feels more like this is akin to sort of if you try to write a modern Friday the 13th film and you kind of want people who are emblematic of sort of new tropes we haven't Mm -hmm. killed Mm -hmm. off in a movie yet. Like, it felt like it was on that level of character. I get what you're saying. I 
I think they I think there's a trap that they've fallen into that that it it they're trying to have two things like in a way she she almost should be the one who sees through all of this and is skeptical of it skeptic skept you were oh, right oh my god why does that word sound so weird step you had it right skeptical skeptical (laughs) anyway so they what they do is they give that to (laughs) they give that to the boyfriend or the fiance Uh that he's the one who kind of knows the secret and whatever and that's that's fine but like if she's such an outsider she's sort of fish out of water like if she comes from a background that like this is all like wildly new and different we never really get a, a sense that she feels that way. No, the movie never sl- like slow downs enough to sort of show you the nuance of how they'd sort of be processing certain situations. Right. The only don't the the early setup that, that we get is her in front of the mirror sm- smoking a cigarette, and it's like, ooh, well, it's just because she smokes a cigarette, she's a rebel or something. And then he comes in and kind of says, like, I'm giving you an out right now. And and she, you know, she just sort of says, of course, that's stupid. And no, I'm all in. But like, yeah, we never get to see her kind of roll her eyes at this shit. She's a little yeah. too, you know, doe eyed, I guess, like just sort of, oh, wow, look at well, all this. Well, it felt like they were spending too much attention on just kind of doing the how do we fit an exposition in a cool way through character? Yeah. And like, they have that super obvious dialogue. That's exactly that of, uh, Oh, what's going to be like to marry into a, a dynasty or what do you call it? Da, da, da. And they just kind of give you all these things in a really exposition way. Yeah. I, that like, just, but, but it was like, as if it's good enough that we wouldn't quite like, like they right. were doing a tool in screenwriting to help hide it. But then that's it. It's not, it's not that doesn't make it automatically work right and it and it didn't like kind of like the satan thing it didn't tip its hat to the audience enough i think to have us go oh she is fucked mm-hmm. it's middling this this line of should should we be given information before her and then part of the fun is watching her uh you know find those things and have it revealed to her you mean aside from going and knowing what the movie is that mm, we we all know that like that's that's i think that's part of the problem we all know what the movie is going in everybody knows but her right yeah but i feel like we need we needed more to to if you're going knowing that we want i think we need to know more about the why before she does and it could be like just before a little bit but i don't know something just didn't line up for me in that yeah um there was another point i want i was trying to get oh, to sorry shit what was it um i don't know what else <laughs> i mean i guess to try like broad and then zoom in like with with the exception of like what I mentioned liking of just sort of, Oh, what's going to be the answer to this question of why they think they're going to be killed if they don't kill her. Mm -hmm. It just 
got like less interesting as it went on. It was here. The part of the problem, I think, is she is actually as as seemingly active as she may be. She's not. She's totally passive to everything. Yeah. She makes no decisions. There's all she this... has no revelations whatsoever. Did you read all like these all these articles out there that's like how ready or not turned a wedding dress into a powerful tool for feminism and murder? Like like she never got there. <laughs> no. She f- she fights to survive internally. How ready or not pulled off the bloodiest and funniest ending of the year. We'll get to that. Sorry, I just wasn't mad at all. Yeah, these it good just reviews. doesn't. It you can't. I I just don't like. Like, let's use the Die Hard sort of example. Mm-hmm. Why is Die Hard so fucking good? Mm-hmm. It does. It does two things right off the bat. It sets up that he's having issues with his wife. Right. Great. We know where his sort of internal struggle is. And then it does some external fun things where in the opening scene, we see that he's a he, he's got kind of irony built in. He is a hard nosed cop from New York. He's going to L.A. and sort of is is judgy about that. But he's scared of flying. He's like super nervous, like clenching down. And the douchey sort of L.A. suit guy next to him is like, hey, man. Here's all you got to do. It's very L.A. sort of like <laughs> 80s L.A. guy is like, man, just listen. When you get when when you get to the hotel, take your shoes off, take your socks off and squeeze your toes yeah, yeah, in the we, carpet. So we, you're setting up him taking his shoes and his socks. Right. Up, we all know the scene. Out, right? what, what is this with this movie? We don't get any of that kind of stuff that pays off later that gives us a a, a, a really clear sense of who she is. Mm-hmm. And we don't have anything that like kind of wraps back around to go, oh fuck. That's amazing that we're <laughs> we're getting these sort of like it's 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 external and right. internal wraparounds. It's interesting because at first you're right, because at first I thought it was just that we weren't getting the catharsis moments of her like, oh my god, she just knocked off the ant's leg or something. You know, I'm like, oh, that, that's not in there at all, which is true. But also what's going on is what you just said, it that there's no setup for that catharsis we want. Like, even if she did get a successful hit or whatever, it would have just been like, well, I, I, what did this built up from? Like, what was, I yeah. didn't get any sort of tension that was then paying off well, in the first place. Yeah, we never, like, even Starry Eyes... When we spend most of the movie seeing that the the other girl be shitty to the lead, once we get to a point where she has a chance to kill her and then kills her, we, we go, yeah, we we get it, we know why. There's not there's none of even that. Mm-hmm. She has no relationship whatsoever, even in the smallest of doses, to any of the family. Yeah, which then could be. But there's a way where you could do that well. It's like then play up that separation in a way that we see that being the unique situation, you know? Yeah, you're like, you know the feeling of you walk into a room and you're like, oh, fuck, they've been talking about me. Or or maybe not even that it's you, but you just have this sense of like, I'm left out of this something and like the record has scratched and like the room has stopped when I walked in. It's like, Oh, I'm not privy to something and I'm 
not going to be. Yeah. There's not even really any of that where we're we're in her sort of mindset of like, what the fuck? Right. It was this weird middle ground where it's like, okay, you have Andy McDowell and the other brother and sister. They're kind of trying to reach out to her and want things to go well. It seems it was like she's all- met Daniel before. Yeah. Like they seem to have a rapport. But it was just all this kind of like setup that wasn't didn't have any substance to it or didn't have any through line or payoff or right or didn't have yeah yeah i mean i think this is a product a little bit of i guess what you you could call kind of surface writing where it's like you're writing for the gag but you're not laying groundwork underneath it which that is this movie in a nutshell for yeah me. yeah like for example the gag of the three servants getting killed it it means it doesn't it it's in the moment maybe you're sort of like oh shit (laughs) i had this but it means nothing right i had this stuff exactly i like had the bigger bullet point just the humor just did not click like more than it did like by a a huge margin like and that was the the example that i thought of immediately was yeah when that servant gets hit in the mouth by accident it's like the second time we've had an accidental death like that. And yeah, it's at the hands of the same person. Right. Where it, it is supposed to, it's supposed to elicit this, like exactly as you said this, Oh shit. Wow. Crazy. But it was just felt weird and forced. And I was just kind of like, okay, was that? Well, I mean, if you're trying to sort of hammer home this, this lack of empathy and lack of like that, they're so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Like, their reaction should be, I don't know, it, 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 there kind of was like a, the sisters sort of like, uh, and, the, and they're like, oh man, she was my favorite. It's, it just doesn't, it's not a joke. It, just, it doesn't feel like anything. Yeah, it was empty. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure how you make it better, but we don't know those servants in any way Mm -hmm. we have no context for maybe that's the point is that they're sort of the like but no they even say a thing of like there's like a little side note of of this the servant being maybe like a uh hired just for the for the husband it's yeah it is hard to pick out exactly why i mean never there's a lot of loose never really getting to a thing kind of stuff if like when people say it's hard to nail that balance of horror comedy i feel like this is a good example of seeing one try and fail where yeah it's okay so it's supposed to be a fun holy shit it's like shocking moment and then it's not but why exactly It's okay because it's a horror and there's a comedy and I don't know. Well, I'm realizing a thing too just now. So this is quote unquote, this this would be classified like in the old sort of terms in theater. This is a farce. This is that that is the type of story this is. And farces are sort of known to be like, you know, very fast paced, 
constantly people running in and out of rooms and like going through different doors and coming out and capturing, you know, one person comes in and sees another person having sex with the the maid. And then, you know, they now know a secret and then that secret sort of swirls around and everybody's in a door and out a door and it's funny and fast and, and loose and crazy. That should exist in this, yeah. right? It, it, it's the perfect setup for that. And yet what we get is very, very few times people kind of just skirting around things like take, taking the secret passageway just in time to get away or like going around a corner just in time or like almost being caught but not quite being caught. What we get is she's over here bunch of people run into a room where'd she go damn it what do we do and then now they just and then they just stand yell there. and swear at each other and that's supposed to be funny yeah there's n- that's boring so <laughs> like that yeah so to keep trying to use an example the moment of that one uh the one servant getting hit in the face and i'm trying to think like so there's definitely some I think larger undercurrent thing that makes that not work. But I wonder how much it also just has to do sort of on the micro level of the handling of the moment. Cause you just kind of like, there, there's no like build up to the moment itself. You're right. You know, yeah. if there's no tension of like, we don't fall into kind of a fun rapport. And then like, it's not, we don't feel that surprise when she appears that then, get sort of the payoff of oh we felt that surprise along with her so then right. he, she shot her by accident it's it's the lack of built-in anticipation right. or or to like put it if, if if the joke was to be that oh wow this is the second one that just happened when she just did a first one then that has to have more attention paid to it as far as like in the sort of filmmaking surrounding the moment itself yeah like traditionally wouldn't you see that that the way to do that scene would be you you do the first one, which is just a straight up, oh, she shot the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, maybe you kind of you see this, the I hate calling her servant. What are, what are we doing? It's, That's what she's they, a maid or she's a I mean, they're both horrible things. She's a house person. <laughs> Jesus, whatever. So like the, in the context of this movie. Yeah. They're, yeah. yeah. So so you see her coming and then like you could intercut her like the help. A, the help. Yeah. She's about to <laughs> arrive and in in intercut you could have the exchange of the crossbow and then the the sister could be swinging the crossbow around talking about something else and everybody's ducking. You know, mm-hmm. and like just getting that much of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Then it settles down and you think, OK, it's under control. She's fine. She's no longer a threat. And then the servant walks in and then the trigger goes off. We would we would see that coming. We'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, we've dodged. We've dodged. Now we're fine. Now we're not fine. Now we're fine. OK, we're really fine. Yeah. No, we're not fine. She just killed her. So it is this. That's that's. It feels like they kind of justify their way around that by being like, oh, but because it's so out of nowhere, it's just, what the fuck? This movie's crazy. How funny. Yeah, and they're leaning on the joke of her being upset that she can't do anything right. But like, let's... But we don't care about her. She's an asshole. So so to (laughs) sort of, yeah... I think a, a good another example way to explore what we're saying here is like this humor falling flat and that's supposed to cause this. Oh, my God. Awesome reaction. The ending. It, it's like a good way to break down all that because you have 
just to skip ahead. You're have to what's supposed to be was <laughs> it's supposed to be like a fun what the hell when of the exploding and then the ghost appearing, like all those things. So those are the two <laughs> things to pick apart. I Sorry, think, that ghost ending. appearing is not good. That's no. That's some what was well, the okay, wait, Benicio so, del Toro to, one to start? I don't know that movie we watched out in the desert. We watched a Benicio del Toro movie. Not. Sorry, Guillermo oh. del Toro. <laughs> the Guillermo del Toro one. Yeah. Um, it's no, like so, the same level of ghost. Right. So, um, but to start with the people blowing up. So it's it's exactly of this kind of like misappropriated use of the, the shock humor where it's not, it's not looked at like in the context. So like if the whole movie, we have this question in place Oh, are they going to get actually die or not? Is this state pact that they made real? Like, what direction is that going to go? You don't. Oh, and, and then when the and then when it plays out in such a way where they all think, oh, this isn't this actually maybe isn't real. We're still here. The sun's come up and we're still alive. You don't. Then we just feel like played with and teased and not a fun way. Like it, you could still have it happen immediately without having that chunk, and have it still be shocking. Does that make sense? When they all explode, you can still have that. If they were just going for that being shocking, you didn't need to have the whole extraneous beat of them thinking that maybe they won't explode. I don't know if I agree. Because, like, I got excited for thinking, oh, this, so this is the direction it's going. This is trying to say something and do something fun with the film now, where here they are not exploding. I I don't know. It, and then, Well, I thought the same. I was like, I would have thought it was much better if that's literally how it ended yeah if if they had if it had just been like because that's more to the point of the sort of broad idea of like the the upper class being so sort of convinced of their bullshit Mm -hmm. that they'll go to these great lengths and that it actually is just bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, see that, and I, and that, I would have been very pleased if they had been like, Sh- right. shit. So that's what I was on board for once that happened. But then all of a sudden they explode again. They they actually explode. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I guess it's actually this. Right. So it, it undercuts the, 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 the shock that they're going for. Yeah. Like, which, which I don't know there. It's again, it just felt like a sort of, in the moment, not handling it right. Like if what they're going for is it to be truly just like, whoa, shocking. It just didn't accomplish that. I don't know. Or so, it accomplished it and it felt a way that felt cheap and manipulative. Right. So I, yes, it's cheap. I think you could do it in a, in a much, much more pleasing way. The whole movie is sort of a set of... Um, What's that mousetrap game? What's it called when you have a it's thing? It's called mousetrap. Well, yeah, but it's it's based on the, like, there's a guy who made these oh, things. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What the, the whatever f- machine. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's like you, you start at one end and you tip a marble and the is. marble goes and then hits a string and then blah, blah, blah. Whatever that's called. The whole movie could really be that, right? And so... And it almost is. It's like the crossbow thing is kind of that. It's like they're they're using these antiquated tools and sort of fucking them up. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. If we get to the moment where we've we've been told that it's all bullshit and she's like, okay, now what? I'm going to I'm going to go. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, if they all are like, well, if they all accept that it that they were wrong in that moment, and then as they're kind of saying, okay, we're just going to, I guess we're just going to go on about our lives. And one by one, they fall into accidental deaths mm-hmm. that are fucked up and funny. Then it still leaves the question. They could start being like, oh, my God, the 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 pact with Satan is true. See, that person just got <laughs> killed. And everybody else would be like, that was an accident. Yeah. And then the next person goes down in another fun, interesting way. You know, like something we've already set up. They're inept with these weapons. Right. And if we get this domino effect where it's like the question still exists of whether or not it's Satan or it's just them being asshole and dipshit and getting their comeuppance, that would be much more pleasing if she's literally like walking through them falling over each other and dying accidentally right. in it, quotations. It, it keeps up that fun. It it answers the question without answering it. It's fun. And then if you want to answer the question, you can answer it for her, but not for the rest of them. They need to all be dead. Yeah. And then she can see the so ghost. So I think you're fine. You're spot on for how to make that exploding ending or how to make that ending work. So yeah, forget the explaining. I think for the movie as is, but I think in order for them to get it to work for what they wanted with the explode, the shock of the exploding mm. and the ghost, you need to set up in that very first, um, that very first intro scene. Yep. Did that kid, they mention it, but like, let us see and plant that question in our head for the whole movie. Did that kid actually just see a ghost just or set, set up somehow for us? Is this a supernatural thing right. or not that we're supposed to be paying attention to? So that way... Which which never oh. really happens. So that way, that yeah. way, when the exploding finally happens, we're kind of like tense with it. Oh, you know, we're are they going to explode? Or are they not? Rather than it just right being like. And then that way, when we see the ghost too, it just <laughs> felt like so 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 cheap. Where it's like trying to cause rage. Oh my god, this is the craziest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just so disconnected. Wow, but no, yeah. it's exactly. I'm like, as it needed and, that. I mean, her reaction is actually kind of the right reaction, which she's like, "I'll be damned," kind of thing. Like, oh, look at that fucking ghost. I yeah, guess that's again, a, that caps it's, out that as it's night. supposed to be like, oh yeah, that's. I don't know. It's it just did not land. No, at all I, I that totally beat. It just felt totally not set up. You had to have that that question there throughout versus just kind of being mentioned at some point casually. Yeah. I think a lot of, I mean, this is kind of one of the, one of the things that you hear a lot in, in constructing a good story is like your beginning and your end should have something to do with each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the opening scene, end scene, maybe. Right. It felt like, Oh no, this, this this movie's it's, uh, it's camp. It's crazy. We're just going to, try to turn it up to 11 and that's what's going to be the the ending it's like you can't you can do that but you can't just do that the pacing of the trailer is what the pacing of the movie should have been yeah like yeah i mean it's just fucking boom 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 as a short film this could have been way better sure yeah um i got mad like based on the like i mentioned the opening um, the, the older sister, like we see her witness the, or yeah, we see her go through the death of her husband. Da, da, da. It felt like that was going to set her up to be the example in the film where, oh, we see her 
three dimensionality somehow based on the kind of that was yeah that was played kind of heavy at the beginning of, yep. oh we're seeing her and then now we see this is who she is oh let's do something with that that we've seen this like extreme opposite sides with her but no they just sort of left her at caricature for the whole second part of the movie um well and remind me how how does she's twice on the um Oh, it's Dan. It's Daniel who gets her out of being killed on the table the first time because yeah. he poisons everybody. Yeah, yeah. That it's 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 muddy. I thought, um, yeah, for it being a sort of in mansion cat and mouse setup, we got very little of that. We already kind of mentioned that with the kind yeah. of character she actually is. They wrote her to be, but. It was like that never at like like when oh remember the dad says what what's happening where she's picking us off one by one we're making a fool of us no she's just there's this extreme happenstance and luck happening <laughs> yeah there's no fun of that kind of like like at, at that point only the servants have been picked off too <laughs> right. so it's like what he's saying doesn't even make sense right like. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, this was a positive review I read where it says Grace is resourceful and clever, and she fights her new in-laws with hand-to-hand combat, not with hand-to-hand combat, but by playing them off one another. She, How does she play them off one another? Yeah, she doesn't. Just because she says to uh, Daniel at one point, like, you know. I know you're a good person. No, it's like she happens to walk out into a hall where there's both are. So she ducks and the one side shoots the other <laughs> right. and she gets away. Like it's yeah. not, that's not playing them off one another. No. She, she doesn't make a sound. She doesn't trap one of them and make them yell something. Like there's no playing them. Like, what are, she what are they ha- She about? also has no, there's no setup of, of a skill set on her part, which. Right. She's, where is she resourceful and clever? She's just dealing with the things in front of her. Actually, one of the most resourceful things she does is a is a reversal where she pulls the gun off the wall and grabs those the you know the show bullets that we don't realize are show bullets. Right, but that's like the given thing that our modern audiences want. Like, why don't you just go and get the gun from the room? Right. Go get the axe from the room. It's I wouldn't say that's. But even that joke doesn't land. Right. Where the guy's like, oh, those are just for show. I don't it's think like, it's supposed to be a joke. I think it's supposed to be uh, just another, oh, we're smarter than you, audience, kind of yeah, kind well, of lame moment. Maybe that's why it sucked. Well, no, I'm <laughs> saying to have her be resourceful and clever, You, if the audience is already thinking, just go get a weapon from the thing, that makes sense. To then be a character that rings true as resourceful and clever, you have to be them clever compared to us. Make us go, ooh, that's right. clever. Yeah. Ooh, that's we, resourceful. When did we don't really do that? No. Oh, so I was gonna say, I think a good example of that is the hole in the hand and the nail moment, mm-hmm. where I I thought you saw it kind of coming. She's she's dangling. They show us the nail. We know that she's got a hole in her hand. We know she's about to fall. Resourceful to me would be her looking at the nail and going, fuck, I have to do this. And then actively putting her the nail through her hand, through the hole, as a tool to pull herself up. But the way they play it is just like, she didn't. the hole in the hand meant nothing. She, she could have just slammed her hand yeah. down on a nail and it's the same result. But they don't, they don't go for the actual, like, she's smart enough to go, I'm, this is going to hurt but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm going to fucking survive Yeah, and use it as a 
purposeful tool. There's moment. It's it plays like oh, this character she's tough. Like when she's squeezing right. through the gate and you know getting scratched up, she just has to keep moving forward no matter what. We can relate to that. You just kind of dealing with the circumstances as they come. It's better to get a big gash in your side than get killed. She's going for it, but that is not resourceful, clever. <laughs> like, no, and it also you know you could make that mean something too if we've been given any sort of sense that she's had a fucking really hard life and has just a super high tolerance for pain because yeah. of what she's gone through. If you give us that, then when we get to these points and she's faced with having to be tough again, mm-hmm. we go, fuck, I know she's got it in her. Like I'm rooting for you. Mm-hmm. And in this version, we're just sort of like, ow. Well, you know where I was rooting for her was toward the beginning when she, after it's all going down and she and the husband meet each other the first time and he's like trying to explain and talk her down and apologize to her. He actually was successful in like apologizing to her and like getting her, like, what the (laughs) hell? Like, she should have been I make me so mad if if she agrees to work with him, make it be because she just wants to get out and survive, not because she's actually like, oh, my husband who just set me up to be killed. Actually, maybe he is still a good like, yeah. maybe I can forgive him or have him explain like you, you, later on, have him explain or something how, uh, you know, it is life and death for him or something like that, like I don't know. I don't know. It's just that whole thing of him getting her winning over and apologize was like, are you serious? No, she's better than this. I mean, shit, the most quote unquote resourceful thing that anybody does is him uh, sawing the bed frame up with his handcuffs. (laughs) Right. And that's that's not that's that's done. It's It's just we'll figure that out. Yeah. And that and then their their exchange there where he's trying to win her over and actually does that wasn't even good setup for when he did eventually betray her. Like yeah. where, where did that come from? Did we, that, that didn't make yeah. any ring true or wasn't a fun reversal or a twist or anything. What pushed him over the edge? <laughs> yeah. It seemed so out of character at that point. Um, the fact that she, wait, did she kill his mom? I think that's what it was. She killing his mom is what, what's is supposed to have pushed him over the edge do more to show he's the, the mama's boy than like right which is the opposite of what they show they show <laughs> that the mom is like desperate no, for him to come back he, and he says this is no that's not true yeah because he literally says to the mom i would rather save i would rather kill you than save her but that's yeah. not true at all like <laughs> yeah God. yeah it's messy it's it's like i thought it was messy too like as far as what they were exactly trying to do to her because it's set up, oh, they just got to kill her before dawn. They have an axe, a gun. Like, they're tr- clearly trying to kill her, shoot her in sight. But then once it actually gets to it, and there's a, they're There's using... a line that says, like, don't kill her. We just, just maim her so that we can we can have the ritual. Right. So where'd that come from? The... Yeah, like, what you think... Those, those, those were... weapons aren't going to just fucking kill... Like, what are we... She... She was the ant just going to chop, like, try to just an arm? hurt her a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really fucking... Why don't they all have trank guns and nets or some crap? I don't know. The butler has a trank gun. Yeah. Just hand out trank guns, man, if you need her for the ritual. It's like, yeah, they were trying to have their cake and eat it, too, with just sort of the visual of, oh, she's grabbing the axe now. All right. But rather than have a f- sort of fun fracas of her fighting the ant versus you know with the axe 
no, that was all just for show, it turns out, because they weren't even supposed to kill her. Yeah, maybe you could you could make some sort of rule, justification rule, that says, like, if you kill her before dawn, <laughs> we're good. But if we get past, if the sun is starting to come up, then... We've we we can't just kill her. We have to do this extra thing, which is this whole other fucking ritual, which then gives us a a, a secondary ticking clock. Yeah, which is you know usually I mean, a good device. You could see why they, but it's do just that. like that. just feels so th- uh, throwaway. Trying to put band aids on. Yeah, it's convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> um, but f- yeah. How about the the, the ending moment? It was indicative of a lot of what didn't work for this film for me, where she sits down, <clears throat> has her cigarette, and then there's the final quip. What happened here? In laws. Like, oh my god, come on. Yeah, the movie's not called In Laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's like. It's like it as just, if that's the old. Oh yeah, because they're all those. What's worth? What she should have said is fucking rich people. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. She already that. said that once during the movie, That's though. right. Oh, yeah. So she That's can't. why they couldn't use it then. I don't know. Just just know what the movie is tonally and then make it work for that. Like, you'll figure it out. But that wasn't good. And then just to sort of maybe get deeper, like, as just sort of the disconnect with the filmmakers and, I don't know, just where we're at and how you, how you execute the movie they're trying to execute it really felt to me like her smoking the cigarette they thought like looked cool i think it's, the it's lot of this movie like, is what looks what they think looks but, cool but like smoking a cigarette hasn't looked cool since like 1999 like <laughs> you know what <laughs> you only look like you're just an addict like and you sorry i know you smoke maybe you can you're, uh, no i totally agree can you speak the, to this yes, as being a previous the, okay, smoker i will the reason this is you're gonna see how fucking shallow i was when i was 18 years old the reason there are two reasons i started smoking cigarettes number one i thought it looked cool number two everybody around me smoked so when i got to college everybody smoked and so it just became eventual an uneventuality because i was like that's what we do that's what everybody is doing we all sit around and you know in our dorm rooms and smoke cigarettes and shoot the shit and like i had already had the idea of it looking cool based on things like you know like james dean and like the 50s and fucking die hard and like you know these yeah, iconic know, yeah. Im- the iconic imagery of that that had been pushed so hard in my per- you know the 80s childhood but once it gets beyond that into so but yeah as with anything as we moved through time smoke and and me being fucking addicted to to cigarettes me trying to quit and realizing all of the grossness and having the the world outside of that being like yeah it's not cool anymore it's gross it smells very few people do it. We've banned it from most places. Like you intellectually go, yeah, then it's not cool. You move, you move right. on. But then what you're told is yes, but you don't know how it is to be an addict. Like, you know, I feel right. like that's the response. Yeah, it can be. I mean, it, so it that, was that's diffi- why I want you to speak it, to it. It was difficult to quit. Yeah. Sure. But you know, I did it. Right. It's not, it's, it's not the end of the world. Right. You know, so I just get frustrated when I like, you know, uh, like a, if I have a friend who smokes and that's just like, 
you, you don't know how to offer any, any, you are not, you, your opinion doesn't matter because you don't know how it is, you know? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I was just sided with, yeah, I like am addicted to nicotine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, I'm not defending it at all. It sucks. Right. Much rather not smoke than smoke, especially today in today's world where it's, you know, right. Not a, a, a largely acceptable or cool thing. I guess because you're someone who feels that sort of um, intuitive and pressure of the times very much. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, I spent a lot of time, a younger me spent a lot of time caring about how I fit in. Right. You know, and like trying to acclimate, acclimate. Yeah. Well, it's, it's self to compare whatever whatever environment I'm in. Different topic I could speak at length about. (laughs) Sure. But um, to sort of talk about in movie terms, like now it's cool when we see like Stranger Things and Hopper and Winona Ryder, they're like both smoking cigarettes. Like when we view these now when it's Mm. in period pieces, we see, oh, this was because as fun as malls were in the 80s you know as we had these fun poppy things too no people are like seriously just as depressed as ever kind of thing mm-hmm. you know and it, it's and not knowing any better this is how you acted out like you it's a yeah. completely different lens right we get to reflect on how things were in comparison to how they are now and go oh shit look right. at that well well yeah it's being used now winona writer and the the hopper or whatever we do it because we're seeing it as a vice, not as, oh, mm-hmm. now they're looking cool. Right. So to have this in like a 2019 movie where it's like, yeah, I'm sitting down and having my cigarette. Am I missing something? She or should that- have been smoking a J is what she should have been <laughs> Right. <done. laughs> that would have made more sense. But am I missing? Was there something deeper or no, can you I defend think, as a I cigarette it, smoker? No, I can't defend it. I, it, it feels like... The people who wrote and directed this are stuck in the 20-year-old version of Tim mm-hmm. outlook of the world. Mm-hmm. Converse, cool. Or is it supposed you to be – because I could smoking, see it being as like cool. – If smoking's – Hot blonde, in, inher- cool. If smoking's inherently selfish, I could see it be as, oh, she's she's doing something for herself no, no matter how destructive it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be kind of the only way I could see it. But like – Yeah, I mean I think – Yes. Okay. Actually, I can speak to that. So, like, I I quit smoking a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then eventually something in your life compels you to – usually the excuse is, like, you know, I'm so stressed out. Fuck it. I'm just going to have a cigarette. A lot of the time for me it was, like, go, go through a breakup and then you're just like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? You're just kind of depressed and you go to a thing that is comforting. Um. That I can understand the idea of like, I'm going to have a cigarette in this moment because I just went through a really fucked up thing. But if you're going to do that, you make you make her somebody who has quit and does not smoke and has been offered cigarettes a couple of times. And she's been like, yeah, I'm a little stressed out right now, but I'm better than that now. I've moved on. I don't smoke anymore. So that at the end, after going through some really horrible shit, she finally goes, fuck it. I am going to have this one cigarette because I fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. That made that would make more sense to me. But we start the movie with her smoking. Even then, still, that's was that's where my mind was going. But even then, still, I don't know if that connotation of like, I don't know. It still doesn't seem like I still can't 
even like up to the point you just said that still can't make the jump to she's cool for me. You no, know? no. And I don't I, I that's I think the difference in the distinction of how they looked at it and how it could have maybe worked mm-hmm. like there's a, how they looked at it was this is just cool. It looks cool. In-laws. <laughs> right. And that's just that's too shallow. It's it's and it's and it's kind of antiquated. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> kind you, of. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the last like when I thought it was cool was 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was remember my friend. I remember he like smoked for a period in like the 2000s. And then um, they noticed he wasn't smoking. And he said, like, Dude, yeah, McDuffie, it's 2013. No one fucking smokes anymore. Right. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, great. But it was just fun to see that. <laughs> That was all. Yeah, I mean, that was like the last ten years of and, me going back and forth, quitting, and then getting back and being like, "Fuck, I need to not be smoking." Right. And it I sucks. think I say it's that stupid. It's gross. He said like 2013 or 14, and it's we're five years past. That right. Now. Right. Um, well, the only last little little thing I had was um, even though he did a great job, the guy who played the the husband Alex like just fell out of place just casting wise compared to the rest of the cast. Yeah. I like that actor. He's really good at a very specific thing, which is almost the thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, arrogant sort of often uptight. He's in the show halt and catch fire. I couldn't really and... pick up any traits from him. No, I know in this that he seemed like just like a non, but yeah, it was how the character was written and yeah. they kind of got, someone who can play a blank slate. Yeah. <laughs> Again, no dig. The actor, I think, was really good for what he was given, but it's just it's very out of place. Was it supposed to be? Maybe it's like, oh, he's innocuous enough. I could just trust him. I don't maybe, know. maybe. I've just always found him to be off-putting in the characters that I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's part of his casting is that he's a bit slimy at times and right he can be sincere but there's always this undercurrent then that would have been perfect for if they had done that reversal of where he's actually betraying right at the end right yeah yeah i think that's all i got yeah that's pretty much all i have either i mean uh, i guess the the final thing is just sort of like we kind of mentioned just the weaving in of the satanic stuff just they never got there Mm mm-hmm there's a goat pit. And there's uh, references to yeah, doing goat sacrifices as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't we I don't know, it felt very disconnected. Yeah. I wanted to know more, like give me more, like have have her discover these things. Like her falling into the goat pit doesn't actually right. tell her there, anything. There's never moments made I was like, out of why it. is that what is that? Like when when we first enter the barn with all the goats, there's no the like whoa goats it doesn't give us the moment it's like oh wow here goats so maybe we're kind of making you make the connection of connecting it to sacrifice no it's just kind of like it's kind of like she's there we should have set it up early yeah early in the movie they should have walked by the goat fucking barn and she'd be like wow your family's really into goats like (laughs) what the fuck's that all about and he can make up some excuse and then when we get back there we could be like ooh. i mean that that's true, Something. but even if they weren't doing that, just in the moment, just how you present, shoot the goats themselves, you kind of give us, like, give them weight to sort of then, yeah, get think, a, oh, these deserve weight rather than like, oh, she's just in a barn with goats. 
Yeah, get a fucking wide lens in the goat face, <laughs> a bunch of different ones, and have it be this, like, what the fuck is this? Right. Exactly. It was just always, however, they when they, when they were doling out the Satan stuff, it was just kind of like, yeah, it, it didn't feel strategically used how they're doing out the information like you said if they were discoveries on her and our part versus just kind of like oh okay wait so they mentioned the word satan or something oh okay let us see the fucking pentagram table slab of some sort like let her find that and be like what is this (laughs) like what the fuck is this and or you know something something give us a just a little more of what the fuck the satan part is because honestly, until they said hail, Sa- they were about to say hail Satan. I was not even really making that connection. Yeah, I just thought it was some pact with this other guy, LaBelle. Yeah. Okay, can we do the next section? Yeah, you good for it? All right. Things of note. This should be interesting. Okay, I mean, I guess maybe now let's we got to tell the story after after we saw it. Tim Tim's went insane. I'd never seen Tim's brain break so much. We were walking back. Tim's like, oh, "Marco, Marco Roby's so good." I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, did you see? You finally see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, I'm, I'm talking about this movie we just I was saw. Like, what do you mean? She was, she was great. <laughs> I'm like, Tim, that's not her. And I go, yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> no, it wasn't, Tim. Yes, it is. No, it wasn't. Yes, it. And I go, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like if this isn't a joke, you aren't being funny. Why are you saying that it's not when it is? <laughs> what did your brain do when you saw on the internet that it wasn't her? I, I just couldn't like process it (laughs) i had i had so fully convinced myself even before we went like the first time i saw the trailer i was like damn margot robbie in this or robbie or whatever in in this kind of movie that's fun (laughs) (laughs) but and we had seen the babysitter too with samara weaving Dude, I looked it up. They there are side by sides of the two of them on the internet that are like, holy shit. Yeah, they no. I'll it, give it to it, you. They look a lot of light. But was this so funny? Was that like you <laughs> couldn't like you were convinced I was just lying or couldn't? Have I just was truth? like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was pretty funny. The the thing that one I kept the whole movie. I was like, I was like, God, she's so good at covering up her Australian accent. Um, I have no idea where Samara Weaving's from. I think Samara Weaving's Australian too. Yeah, I think that's what was making like selling it that it was Margot so much to me is that you can see that she's, or I was under the impression that you could tell that she was doing an American accent Mm. at times, and I was like, just inferred the obvious to me because I already had in my head that it was this other Australian actress. Yeah. (laughs) Um. God, I had it was embarrassing. Down. I was, I mean, yeah, shocking. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> I've recommended it before, but the Byte newsletter by Shutter, it's great, great resource. Oh, yeah. Um, they had an article about this movie they linked to, which was just, God, it was something about 
1%, blah, blah, blah. What was it? Oh, yeah, just talking about how, you know, this is uh, when we're looking at, um, you know, film, horror films from this era now, like, we'll see that sort of horror with the 1% is a thing. It's a subgenre now, you know? Sure. Uh, that's the article. Yeah, that makes sense. On Vanity Fair, how the 1% became horror's favorite villains. Mm-hmm. Um, the latest entity, the latest entry in a horror subgenre that's grown increasingly popular for understandable reasons. But I think what I, why I found the thing of note is they sort of like with a parenthetical and a question mark or, or tried to coin a term for this subgenre. Uh-oh. Do you have any guesses? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm curious what you would, how you would coin it. <laughs> society is one of these you know uh, uh ri- rich close rich wealth exploitation <laughs> uh that doesn't quite seem like it's appropriate great that's what i wanted to see i wanted to throw it out there to see if it would stick or not to the world um, the only other thing I had was just I was very that feels t- sympathetic to the to the wealth. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're wrong. the ones it's like being explained. This should be it should be called not, but they aren't poor necessarily. No, I know. Uh, mass mass exploitation. The masses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, rest of us. Yeah. I don't know. We'll come up with something great. The only other thing I had was on the Wikipedia. I was very tickled seeing on the side in the credits. Oh, it says distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. <laughs> uh, I wonder if this was part of the Walt uh, Disney buying up all the Fox properties. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's fun. What else? What do you got? Nothing really. We kind of talked about it. Okay. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Adam Brody, yeah. He's fun. It's nice to see him around again. He was from what show? Oh, famous? my God. Is it the Something, OC? Yeah, that sounds right. Something in the early 2000s. Yeah. All he right. was also in uh, What I'm Going to Recommend Dead. Well, let's, let's move to that then. How okay. about that? We finish up this. What are, yeah. what are recommendations? Let's do it. So I was going to, because of him and, and his showing up in the world again, um, it made me think of um, he he kind of has a, a end cameo ish type moment in um, the new Shazam movie, mm-hmm. which the reason I would recommend it is that it's directed by um, a Wait, guy who recommended what you're recommending Shazam is the name of the movie. It came you're, out last summer. You already recommended that. No, I didn't. I looked. I swear you did. No, I think I just talked about it. Okay. 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 Um, but the director is the guy who did Lights Out and got a bunch of acclaim for that. No, you did. Really? Yeah. Oh, episode fuck. 33, Calvair. God damn it. Okay. So I'll do a different one. But Adam Brody's in that. Anyway. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> I looked. I looked. I missed it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you loved it that much, I guess you can technically recommend. <laughs> no, I don't want to do. I don't want to do it again. Okay, I'll pick the only things I've watched recently at all. Uh, is a TV show on Netflix called Terrace House. 
It's a Japanese reality show. And it's a the reality show whenever you see those stupid reality shows where it's like Big Brother forcing these situations. When, I, when I'd be privy to those, I'd always go, just cut it with all the crap. Just like, just like film them. Just get them together and then just show them. Like whatever happens, like conflict will arise and it'll be more interesting because it's kind of like on their own progression level. So that's exactly what this is. It's this like Japanese well shot uh, reality show, Terrace House, and uh, and it's fun. The conflict that arises, it takes a long time to get to a lot of the times, but it's great. And it's fascinating to watch like Japanese people and how they kind of date differently and approach kind of like thinking at life differently and kind of, you know, the very general terms. Um, and I, there's a bunch of different seasons, I guess, on there on Netflix that are called different things. Since I have to specify, I'll say Terrace House Boys and Girls in the City is the one to watch. And start <laughs> wow. <with>. Sounds <laughs> scary. It's the one that uh, <laughs> takes place in Tokyo. All right. Well, then I was going to go off of the sort of uh, the 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 type of movie this is and, and recommend Dead You're Next. But I already did that one too. So I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to recommend Dead The Collector. Okay. Have you seen that one? Yeah. It's sort of got that same like, it's like Home Alone. Lots of traps and got to get away from the bad guy in a house kind of thing, which I think is really fun. Mouse, mouse, cat and mouse type thing. I like the sequel better. I don't think I watched the sequel, so that's cool. I'll check that one out, the sequel as well. Um, All right, where'd that hat at? There. I think it's on that shelf right there. Oh, no, it's right there. It's right there. I knew I put it somewhere close. Whose turn is it? Shit. I think it's mine. Who pulled the beyond? I think you did. Yeah, you did. You did. Mm, This one. Oh, by our best friend, Dario Argento. Another Giallo movie, Tim? <laughs> Phenomena. Great. Now we can sing this Sesame Street thing. We're going to run out of these Italian horror movies at some point. <laughs> but I mean, we always hear about them. So I feel I like know. I do want to see them all at some point. I, I mean, I'm down. I like them. Opera was great. Opera was so good. But just I haven't liked the other ones. <laughs> But it's always fascinating, so... We are getting pretty close to having to refill this. Cool. There's, like, maybe... There's, like, maybe 15 left. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch more... I know. ...that refill it with. Okay, well, until uh, then, you can find us at dismemberinghorror.com. We're on all the podcast platforms. Yep. All of them. Please uh, review us on iTunes. Yeah. If it's a five-star review. Yeah, that's helpful, right? <laughs> yeah. We could use that. Follow our Instagram, at dismemberinghorror. Email us at dismemberinghorror. <laughs> I mean dismemberinghorror at gmail.com. Email us at dismemberinghorror <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, you can find me at Tim Aslan on all of the things. Great. And you can find Ryan at... Mayor McDuffie on Instagram. That's me. Yeah. All right. Cool. Bother well, him. So next week uh, will be Phenomena. Na or non? Na. Phenomena. Phenomena. By our bud, Dario. Mm-hmm. 
Well, in closing, and until then, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>